Okay, so hello everyone. Welcome to episode one of Background Noise, my new podcast, which I kind of created on a whim, but we don't talk about that. Mainly because, you know, I'm just not being consistent on my YouTube and I need another creative outlet. So, Background Noise, I am here with Aldo, my friend. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Aldo, uh, I'm Anne's friend, uh, nothing much to say about me, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the most awkward <laughs> intro I've ever heard in my life, but, uh, we're gonna, really we're gonna stick with really it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of what a podcast is about, at least in the introduction part, or at least for some. True. Anyways... Um, so Aldo and I have known each other for actually a surprisingly long period of time. It's been about four years. We met in seventh grade, uh, so now we're rising juniors. Uh, so basically he's the first person on my podcast, kind of like out of chance, but also totally chill. Like, hey, I don't really talk to you that often, even though like I weirdly know a lot, but not that much about you. It's kind of both. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't actually have anything planned, but uh, before this, you said you were coming out of or just finishing up kickboxing. I did not know yeah. you did that. Oh, uh, well, funny story, actually. I didn't know I did it either for a while because I got signed up and, well, now I'm in it. It's fun. It's, oh, my. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, kickboxing, I guess it's how it sounds. You kickbox? Yeah. Well, it's more of, like, you practice techniques, and then at the very end of class, there's, like, 15 minutes or so where you just do different, like, cardio-type things. Like, today it was just a bunch of uh, kicks, uh, push-ups, and then uh, squats. And that was... Fun. Lovely. Uh, we love cardio. So yeah, you get your workout in. Do you like? Do you work out like other than kickboxing? Uh, honestly, if I have to be serious here, sometimes I I go to the gym like maybe once a week. Once a week. I mean, hey, that's I, I think that's better than most people who don't work out at all. That's true. Um, and yeah. Um, if we had recorded this podcast earlier, I mean, I would have just finished my workout, which, huh, I'm currently on day 10, actually, in a row of working out, and I'm very proud of myself for that, uh, because I got off of it, like, a week ago after I did something for, like, five days, but we don't, we don't talk about that, because I'm going strong, day 10, um, and honestly, like, I don't have any plans on changing my diet, so it's not like I'm going to get super fit, um, you know, but it just it keeps the yeah, tummy right. down, like, I eat so much, like, it's insane how much I eat, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a small person, I'm five foot three. uh, that's, I would like to consider that as tall, but for other people, it's shorter than average, Again, we just one person. I'm 
which I, I, I don't appreciate, but at the same time, uh, Schmall, I guess, is part of my <laughs> brand. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I eat a lot for the type of, like, for my size, I guess, and a lot of people don't actually know that about me. I say it a lot, but what I eat in school does not reflect how much I eat um, in real life because I think I eat cumulatively like the same amount of food that a person on a diet would eat like five meals a day. Um, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I, well, I just, I snack a lot. I mean, I'm trying to cut that down, but I snack a lot and snacking is just my nemesis. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Food in general is just my nemesis when it comes to like dieting. Food is my enemy. But then like going from that topic yeah. to like just as a girl, like I feel like I don't know. I think my mom comments uh, just various little things, and I guess subconsciously it makes me feel like I need to lose weight when really I'm like the perfect BMI. I'm fine. I look fit compared to other people. People were like why do you need to lose weight? Like, you don't, like, you're fine. You're so skinny. And I'm like, uh, see, when you're trying to fit a certain beauty standard, which I'm conscious. I for a second, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when I'm conscious about, um, like, losing weight and, like, fitting, like, I, I'm conscious about doing something not just to fit a beauty standard but just for myself I mean obviously like I feel stronger like I feel really good that's why I work out nowadays when I used to hate it um I still do it's tiring <laughs> uh but then at the same time I feel <laughs> I feel like subconsciously I'm kind of just I've been trained to kind of think that way and honestly like um I just especially 2020 like it's just a whole period of unlearning different habits and relearning, or, like, learning new ones. So, yeah, that is our little spiel on, I guess, fitness and working out, which I didn't even think I would talk about because I'm just not the type of person to talk about working out, but, hey. And I think it's... Oh, sorry. But I think it's a product of having friends who work out. Like, I have um, a good mutual who's become a friend now, and she always talks about how working out makes her feel good. So, I don't know. I just... I kind of wanted that feeling for myself, finally, and I finally achieved it. So, yeah. Anything else you have to add to that, Aldo? That's good. I'm not a very big person. Well, I, I was just going to say, I'm not... I'm not a big person when it comes to working out either, but I do it mainly because it's like, well, you see, it's either working out or not working out, and I'd rather have something to do than nothing. Oh, so it's a matter of filling up your time. Interesting. Yeah, and also I'm kind of like... <laughs> kinda oh, yeah, you're forced to. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a pretty go with the flow kind of guy when it comes to certain things, so. Yeah, certain things. There's certain things I hate going with the flow. Yeah. It's infuriating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, again, like I said, that's our spiel about fitness, working out. Um,. Yeah, so 
other than that, what have you been up to this past week? It's a Wednesday when we're recording this. Honestly, yeah, it is a Wednesday indeed. But could it possibly not be a Wednesday? And it could be a Zen's way? Just put it... I, I you're you're the I'm only guest. guest. I feel like you're the only guest on this podcast <laughs> who would who would do that. Uh, yeah, I'm I, shaking I my head right now. I, I think I'm kind of disappointed at that. Well, that's all for tonight. Uh, uh, I've my quota of disappointment. <laughs> okay, but yeah, seriously, what have you been up to this week? Honestly, nothing much. Mainly just chilling, uh, playing Animal Crossing. Drawing. Yes, I will interrupt you at Animal Crossing because I actually made this podcast and I was thinking about the guests I would have. And I almost <laughs> put this in my description, too. I was like, there will be probably... Um, episodic like spiels about Animal Crossing and I feel like when I have Josh on this podcast he will talk about his turnip stocks (laughs) so would you like to say anything about your turnip stocks or your Animal Crossing progress well uh, right now my uh, what is it I'd say at the moment my stocks are doing decent. They started off crashing at the beginning of this week, down to like 50-something, but they're going up, so I'm hoping tomorrow I can maybe reach 135 and get a little profit back, so I can sell some and at least make some profit. We love Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yes, continue. I just want to establish Josh is a traitor to my island. I will never forget him. (laughs) What did he do? He has withheld information from the state and from our dear leader. Uh, Also, uh, just, we have, like, a bit, basically. I hate him in Animal Crossing, he hates me. And we're at war, basically. Ah, love that. uh, Yeah. Also, just a few days ago, Josh got a villager I've been looking for. And oh, I actually, uh, he was hinting it was Raymond, which would have been like, eh, I'm fine with that. But then it ended up being, ended up being Lopez, who I had in my first new leaf town, and I've been looking for thoroughly. And then I saw his name, and I'm like, <sighs> it was that moment of like defeat because I knew Josh wouldn't give him up because he's such a good villager. Wow. I mean, honestly, like, okay, I don't have Animal Crossing, just to let everyone know, so it is very interesting to hear my friends talk about their journeys on Animal Crossing and what they do. Like, I mean, I've heard other people say this, but I agree with this. Like, the whole idea of Animal Crossing New Horizons is just crazy to me. Like, you voluntarily, you know, have a mortgage, you invest in stocks that you normally wouldn't in real life um you know turnips you (laughs) invest in stocks with turnips and um it's just it's a very interesting game i will never personally play it because i just won't buy it uh but i think that's the whole controversy that i shouldn't get into because i think people would get mad at mad mad about me um about not buying animal crossing because i would have to buy a switch and it's all not worth it. But anyways. Honestly, 
I would say it's it's a game that's fun if you're willing to put the time into it. Because it's a real time-consuming game that takes up probably at least two hours of your life each day. One if you're quick. And you have to check it at least twice. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon if you really want to check the stops. And like keep up with everything. Maintenance and talking to villagers. Convincing them not to leave at times. Sharing your uh, propaganda. Uh, making sure <laughs> propaganda. everyone knows that you're the dear leader. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, our dear leader, Aldo. Uh, inside oh. joke among <laughs> us. Which I don't even know how that started, by the way. Um, <laughs> explain it. Yes, go ahead. So, basically, uh, I watch a YouTube channel, called Call Me Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, a sim. His name is Jim Peckins. And basically he has a cult. So I was like, you know, I could start my Animal Crossing Island and do something similar. So I started mm. my own, not cult, but my own state. Where everyone in it has been converted to saying comrade. Except one person who says glitter. And I love that. <laughs> so they, I just say hi to them every day and they're like, how are you doing, comrade? And I'm like, I'm, what's the latest? Yeah, um, yeah. I, your Animal Crossing, uh, whole, just, your whole thing is very unique. Yeah. No further comment. <laughs> that's, that's one way to say it. Very yeah. Unique. Yeah, well, um, Animal Crossing is a fun game that I just, honestly, the amount of time, it's actually very smart, I mean, for um, Animal Crossing to be designed in such a way that you have to invest so much time in it. I mean, people get so attached to the game that they just keep playing it more and more, which is very good for, you know, the creators and stuff, and Mm -hmm. it's honestly just a very smart, like, marketing i guess yeah uh i wouldn't personally put the time in because um i mean i i created a whole timetable for myself now because i was so tired of procrastinating and not doing anything uh during summer vacation so i was like i just i have to create a schedule for myself and i'm people are probably thinking why would you do that you're absolutely crazy i know i'm crazy uh but also I want to get stuff done, and I like the feeling of being productive, even over the summer. So, I have a whole timetable from, like, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like, (laughs) I have, like, hours marked off for everything. Which, I mean, I haven't been keeping up with, uh, well, as of today and maybe yesterday. Mainly because of all, like, the activism that I've been trying to keep up with and stuff. Um, so that's been taking up a lot more of my time, which I am totally fine with. And also, it's much better than studying chemistry or math. That's that really boring. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but bringing up the topic of activism, which I obviously want to bring up as it is an appropriate topic considering what is happening in the world around us. These past uh, two weeks, I have really been, 
I've like I've gone through so many emotions these past two weeks, and especially the first week. I felt really angry. I felt just frustrated at the world and how unjust it was. And I, I mentioned this earlier in um, other conversations that I had um, with Aldo and my other friends, obviously. Yeah. And honestly, that first week was just very. It was information overload and just like, just everything was very overwhelming. And as you know, that week went by and now it's on to the second week, I believe, or third week, not quite sure. Like, uh, stuff has slowed down or slowed down. And we're still getting information. I mean, albeit it's less um, overwhelming and like overloading all of social media, but I don't know. It's just been crazy to see how some people have commented about how, you know, looking out for certain people who post when BLM is trending in, like, a topic that's literally everywhere, wherever you go, um, when it comes down, when it's slowed down to just, um, I mean, constant posting, but just not as much, and it's very interesting to see which people post or which people decided to post because they thought it was, like, the right time and to, like, fit in when others are still constantly posting, and I'm still trying to do that. Like, I don't think I've posted anything other than what's going on around in the world, like BLM and just black women, like LGBTQ, like Yemen, like all of that. I don't think I've posted anything other than that except for, like, this one post about banana bread pudding um, <laughs> banana bread pudding it was really good by the way uh, which I had to post about but I don't think I've posted about anything else in the past two weeks and honestly I I feel really good about that but at the same time I feel like it's an obligation like a responsibility um, as an ally to just keep posting and keep talking about it and yeah. even after this month I want to keep doing that if nothing changes. I mean, again, I feel like I'm rambling, uh, but whatever. Like, you know, George, um, George Floyd's case, like, you know, some of the officers got, um, convicted, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all just that stuff happened. And yes, we're angry that someone got, uh, released on bail and stuff. But then there are cases like Breonna Taylor, who, one of the most famous BLM cases, that still haven't been completely resolved. And it's crazy. It's been more than 90 days, and yet the officers haven't been held accountable. And that just made me so angry. Like, I posted about it a few days ago, and I just keep seeing it in my timeline, and it's it's crazy. Like, we obviously saw one case where the officers were held accountable, and it's insane how they can't be held accountable in a separate case. And just... And it makes me angry that I didn't know about this stuff before, but at the same time, like, obviously, we're not trying to throw a pity party for ourselves by saying, oh, I I or we wish we had known this earlier. It's about taking action now, learning now, educating ourselves more, and, you know, just standing up for marginalized and oppressed groups more. And I just, I'm just really glad this happened now especially as, you know, we are rising, you know, in high school, 
Like, I think this is a very prime time for um, young people everywhere to truly become better allies. Because before, I think either we all kind of knew about it, but we just turned a blind eye or just became bystanders, which I think... I mean, I'm disappointed at myself for doing so, like, in 2016 when BLM was a movement or more of a trending, and I put that in air quotes, movement. And, but, I mean, I was so young. I was literally in middle school still, I believe. So, like, I don't think I would have been, you know, a good ally as I am now. So it's kind of, you know. I get that. So anyways, yeah, all of this stuff, um, I wrote a statement about it on Instagram and stuff, and I might try to find that to read that out loud for this podcast, but so before my first statement, I said that obviously me as a non-black person of color, like I will never be able to understand um, what black people experience living in America. Um, and so I recognize my privilege and I recognize what I can do to obviously be a better ally. And so I said, and I still stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. And so that was the gist of my first post. And then the second post was a quote from at Sir John. It's a privilege to learn about racism instead of experiencing it. Again, privilege. And then I talked about how, you know, if certain people are swiping past all of the posts about Black Lives Matter and just all these other movements as well, like that's privilege in action. And again, we should recognize that. And I think it's, I don't know about other people, but for me, I've just kind of been trained to just scroll, 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 especially on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, for, well, I mean, Twitter is about, you know, reading tweets, obviously. And with Instagram, you're kind of more so used to, like, seeing. But I think with so much content, like, for me, it's content overload. So I have this thing where I just scroll past it so that I can, like, you know, have it be, like, up to date, like, you've seen everything. Uh, but I don't yeah. register what's actually going in front of my eyes. So with this, I've had to slow down and, like, read through every caption, like, read through every slide that's being posted. And it's obviously a good thing. Like, I have a good practice now of reading everything about the Black Lives Matter movement <clears throat> of, you know, Yemen, the Yemen humanitarian crisis. And honestly, just Black Lives Matter just set in motion um, so much activism and, like, this fire within people to make yeah. change because we realize now, especially with, so like, social media is just at such a strong point now that I think people have just realized that we have the power to make change. Um, it's happened. You can read about it anywhere online. And... Honestly, new movements like supporting uh, indigenous native people, supporting obviously, like I just mentioned, Yemen, the humanitarian crisis, um, like sustainable fashion, which I have like personally, I've wanted to support, but I never knew how, and I still don't necessarily know how, especially as a minor. Um, 
but you know just like information about all of that and like it's just amazing to me and I think that's I love this defining moment of 2020 like just change and the revolution like that's I'm in awe and I just really hope yeah. that we get the change that we want and that's kind of all I can really say at the moment. I should probably um, write some more stuff down so I can see it later on in future episodes. But that was kind of the, um, in the spur of the moment, talk about BLM and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of, that kind of got rambly. But again, I really do want to have a full-on dedicated episode to Black Lives Matter and just to talk about all these different movements going on. Um, and so that will be planned in the future. And I was thinking it would be repetitive if I did this for multiple different people that I talked to in different episodes, but at the same time, I think it would be good um, as I talk to different people just to get their perspectives on stuff as well. And also just this thing needs to keep being spread. Yeah. Um, and anyways, I just, this whole year has been a watershed year, like my CNN newsletter said. Like, this whole pandemic, movements, like, just both of these happening at the same time, it'll all go down in history. That's and... They're gonna be writing DBQs about this. Yeah, like, honestly, like, our children will probably be writing DBQs about this. Oh, and actually, uh, now that you mention education, I've been thinking about it, and I've heard, um, I've seen so many different posts on Instagram, it's like, we wish we had learned about these black women in history, we wish we had learned about, like, the true nature of these, um, political figures that we learned in history, mainly white political figures. Yeah. And then just how history is whitewashed in general. And I was thinking about the history classes I've taken, which really only amount to two because eighth grade U.S. history and uh, 10th grade AP world history. Um, we have yet to take AP U.S. history, so I don't really know what's taught in APUSH. But yeah. it really, I was going through um, history to kind of see how it had been whitewashed. And it... Um, amazed me like I don't think it really shocked me but it just amazed me how I never knew the different like I didn't know any better a lot of yeah. people don't know any better and it's just like now that we see all of these things that we should have learned like Juneteenth like we don't learn about that as a holiday and it just makes me sad that our um historical narratives even in world history, they kind of, they surround more so around white people than they do around indigenous, black, like, Asian, just all people of color. Yeah. And so that made me think about, you know, our whole education system, like, the curriculums should be changed. And they this is, good. yeah, this is different from, like, aside from, um, like, representation for people of color like 
just the the subjects like the actual subjects that kids are learning like I um I woke up from a nap the other day because my aunt called me because my nephew in third grade couldn't figure out how to solve a problem and I was like I'm a person in high school and I can't figure out what this is and it took my sister who graduated has graduated college and basically her whole career is kind of around like English and stuff uh well she writes a lot that's why but anyways like this was like a reading like re English writing some sort of uh worksheet for third grade and I couldn't figure it out and I was like what's the relevance of this for a third grader yeah. uh the assignment was like unscrambling words and then like answering questions about the syllables and like the the sounds and stuff and I was like this I never remember I've never re recalled any moment where I had to do some sort of assignment like this and I was like how is the education like below my grade level changing over the years um, and it's insane how yeah. much more, no offense, well, kind of offense, uh, stupid it's gotten. Because I, I feel like they've made things, they try yeah. to make things so much easier when really, it's just a much more complicated way of, like, adding. I feel like there's some sort of, like, box method that I've heard my niece talk about or something. And it's just all so complicated. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you just add numbers. I don't understand, like, where a box comes in. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't think of how you'd add a box to math. <laughs> um, box plots. Anyways, <laughs> I think, I don't know, just our whole education system, if you take into account, like, the stuff that really matters, and oh, I'm all over the place here, but I took AP seminar, and in that, you know, we're researching things, and it's a very problem-solution-based type of research, so a lot of my solutions were rooted in implementing uh, programs into our curriculums to educate people about stuff like um, coral reefs and why they need to be conserved and just all of that. So really, like our whole curriculum just has to be like uprooted eventually and just changed. Like just everything needs to be reworked, I feel like, just to implement like um, environmentalism and just like the importance of representing having people of color represented and just all of these narratives need to be changed the education curriculum it, it, uh, it just all has to change but I was thinking about how that could be done and honestly it really it's a radical quote mark um, radical change but it can be done and I feel like it will be done maybe in the future um but like after the more like you know because obviously pol police brutality needs to be addressed but like once we finally get to addressing um the issues in our education system like you know I'm very interested to see how that will eventually be uh reformed and kind of just altered and then eventually completely just scrapped and you know you implement yeah. a new one mm -hmm. but anyways and that just it makes me upset that we couldn't learn in that like new way that I'm talking about because I feel like at least our children our grandchildren if the earth is still livable um mm -hmm. habitable well you know I just 
but you know I think that's the selfless nature of it all like we we do this so that our future generations can hopefully live in a world where they don't have to experience what previous generations have so any of it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and I totally forgot what I was gonna say but yeah that was uh. <laughs> do you have anything else to comment about that honestly not honestly I I want a comment it's just my mind has a way of formulating thoughts that make sense to me but it's really hard to put it out there and honestly I 100% agree with all your all that you're saying because yeah we do need to like change how things are working with education wise and we do need to start learning more about those like events that we never discussed and like as you said a lot of events like Juneteenth we don't learn about that at school well mm-hmm. at least not until now and it really is something we need to start implementing and start focusing on so that we don't just learn like in a way that I would put it we don't just learn the white side of history. We learn all of history. I, I, okay, I really actually love how you put that, the white side of history. Oh, that's, chef's, chef's kisses. I love, I love. Every, <laughs> every once in a while, a good thought escapes the stupid mouth. <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like, it just, now I like I keep thinking about it um, as I try to think of what to say now, but it just it really frustrates me actually. Like if you obviously right now Black Lives Matter, I am putting I just make it clear I'm putting a spotlight Black Lives Matter period. Um, but just talking about representation of uh, people of color in general, especially in what we learn in history, like world history, we covered. Um, like Africa for a somewhat significant amount of time but it was never really about black culture it was more so how it had to relate to white people I mean obviously we learned we learned slavery but we didn't learn about it in a deeper context and all of this had to be formatted around like college boards uh, course, so obviously I yeah. don't really blame anything on Miss Hunt. She's a wonderful teacher, but she really is. Yeah, so I just think, like as a course in general, like we didn't cover African culture, like African American culture enough. We didn't cover Indigenous culture enough. We didn't cover like for Asian culture enough. Like I didn't realize it, but now that I think about it, like as an Asian American, like, or even you as, um, I don't want to make a mistake, Hispanic, yes, um, (laughs) as a Hispanic person, and, like, me as an Asian American person, like, I think we subconsciously look forward to hearing what history has to say about, like, hearing ourselves covered in history, um, and it was really, 
sad now that I think about it to see how so little of our textbook covered uh, indigenous cultures and black cultures. Like, you know, you had, what, three bullet points on indigenous religions or, like, you know, Latin American um, religions and, you know, syncretic religion, really. <clears throat> and then you had very little about black culture. Like, you learned about the Bantu migrations and how they spread... Um, God, my history, <laughs> like, I, like, you know, you learn briefly about that, and then yeah. Asia, like, obviously, you learn about China, um, but you briefly learn about anything else, and I think it's just one, you can't teach that much history in one year, I feel, like, if you want to do it in depth, you really can't do it in a year, and with, you know, the ingrained um, prejudice and just the fact that all of his, all of our historical narratives have been um, revolving around white people. Like, I think it's just natural that, you know, the AP World History course would be around mainly white people, like the white side of history. And like, you don't get to hear more about, yeah. you know, other ethnicities and other just cultures and yeah, and so I think it would be really interesting if, you know, the AP World History course got expanded, like, and I don't really know how that would work, because obviously you spend one year, and it's already so much information when you learn about white yeah. people, so <laughs> learning about everything else, I mean, that would be, like, two years, but I think yeah. that would be worth it to learn about everyone in a longer span of time, and just learn, learning about it um, before 10th grade, before you take AP World History. Yeah. And I was listening to, um, sorry, you go. No, I was just gonna say, like, having some prior knowledge before taking the big course on it would be, like, good. Yeah, and I was listening to a podcast, and these, um, two ladies were talking about how in kindergarten, you know, like, this is now gearing towards cultural appropriation, but, you know, you wear, like, the pilgrim hat and the Native American, uh, air quotes, headdress, like, the you know, like, the feather. And yeah. that's, it's cultural appropriation. And as a kindergartner, you, you don't realize it. Um, and I was just reading about um, cultural appropriation in Vogue or something, which I am disappointed in Vogue. Huh. But that's a whole other topic. Um, like, you know, they were talking about how the, you know, the native headdress has been appropriated because it's such a um, symbol in indigenous culture. Like, you know, you, like, you build that headdress, like, feather by feather. You, like, you earn it. Um, yeah. So anyways, I just, like, we're taught all of our prejudices and our biases from the beginning and like now when you really reflect like it was all there like all of those little tiny things that may have geared you to be more biased towards white people rather than other people of color like you're taught all of that like just starting in elementary school and that's crazy to me and I just think it's so uh, irk Irking. <laughs> That's not a word, but I will. It will be. It's so irking. 
nephews you probably have you might have family younger than you um yeah, you don't oh that sucks yeah, but um i obviously have nieces and nephews and it just makes me sad to think that they're you know still growing up where in a society that still teaches them how to be biased towards white people but i also have a hope that you know they're not even in middle school yet so I really do hope that, you know, they actually start learning how to be more um, inclusive of other people. But I mean, it's, yeah, and it, it's just a whole thing of I just hope that future generations can learn how to diversify, you know, their knowledge. Yeah. That's a good oh, Wow, I just went on a whole rant about <laughs> education. Yeah. Well, I could go on a whole other rant about education, but it'd be on a completely different note. <laughs> uh. uh, yeah. So, I honestly think that was pretty good. Like, we're actually at 42 minutes right now, so I think that's a pretty good stopping point for this podcast. But yeah, just by the way, we are still in a pandemic, and That's true. I will maybe go into this another time, but wear a mask, people. It's for the general health. Uh, we're not even past our first wave yet. If you think this is a second wave, it's still part of the first wave. And yeah, and yeah it's a pandemic, people. Like You should be more wary of protecting your health and other people's as well. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> that was um, it for, <clears throat> what is that? I totally forgot my own podcast name. <laughs> background noise, right? Background noise, yes. So that was it for background noise. I hope you took away something from this episode and that it just wasn't background noise for you. I mean, it sure was <clears throat> a thought-provoking conversation uh, on our ends, yeah, at least. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, have a good day or evening, folks, and I will see you in the next episode. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.